Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had an amazing weekend. For all of our New York toasters, I hope everyone is doing well after like the tornado. tornado question mark? Question mark. Like with no warning. Like the weather's always like six days. There's going to be a tornado. Five days. Yeah. Like, and you know they do weather on the ones. So it's like literally at eleven oh one, eleven eleven, eleven twenty one, eleven thirty one. They tell you the news. And like literally, I'm watching. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire last night? Which I have many thoughts on. And literally. Uh, it's like, oh, well, well, there's a tornado. And I look outside and it's so loud. There's so much rain and so much rain. And I saw videos of like trash just being like swept around the city because of the wind. Like it was so strong. It's so crazy. I didn't get a warning. I didn't see a warning. I was just on my couch reading. And then I heard like buckets being mm -hmm. like sloshed against my window. And I was like, what in the world? And I went out to look and it was like. It was craziness. Insanity. Craziness. So I just was like, Bruno. I've got you. I've got you. You're pee, safe Pee in with the me. kitchen. Pee in the, oh, first, it was a pee in the kitchen sort kind of day. day. Um, also, last you saw us, Bruno was on this show. I was so distracted oh, yes. because my sweets was here. And I loved having him here. I love that you guys all got to meet him. He probably won't come back for like six months because it was so it's distracting. Like I couldn't give my best thoughts and opinions and jokes no. on the subject matter because I was like, is Bruno going to be on my lap? No, I literally remember like those days. And it's really traumatizing because you're a working mom now. And like you want to be able, we have this, this is a, a child it's friendly. A, it's a family friendly studio. Workplace. And as much as like it makes your life so easy to bring him so you don't have to leave him, it actually makes your life so much harder. No, it did not make my life easy whatsoever. And the time that I'm at the show is like great, great time for him. And it gets him on a really good schedule for the rest of the day. Yep. So I'm glad you guys got to meet him. And you'll see, if you want to see him again, like check out my Instagram at Jackie O Problems or at Pups With No Job where the content is premium. Yeah, it's like actually really sad, but puppies do need a good amount of alone time. So they're yeah. not like super dependent on In you. In my Cavalier book that I was reading, it says that the puppy should sleep 18 hours a day. And wow. you, you might feel like that's a lot, but that's what they need for yeah. their growth. And it's a lot of change. And I feel like I need to be sleeping 18 hours a day too. No, I think I am <laughs> sleeping 18 hours a day, so I feel like I'm right on track. Yeah, you're right on track. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, okay? You watched, is it was there just a reboot? On, I yes. can't keep up. Who hosts? Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, I'm sorry. And he is... What qualifications? No, I know. He's so awful. Like, I really dislike him. And I really feel like, similar to how I felt about David Letterman, which maybe was unpopular, I just feel like these kind of, like, straight white men, like, got famous in an era when, like, only straight white men were, like, getting famous and getting on TV. And it's, like, now that we have the internet, it's, like, really proving, like, how unfunny they are because there's, like, just so many better people out there. And he was so bad and he was so chatty. And, like, literally, I watched probably the last 45 minutes. I missed, like, the first 15 minutes. Last 45 minutes, the show moves so quickly. I think I probably saw six trivia questions. Like, they talk so much. Like, she had the answer to this. The show moves so slowly. Yeah. You said quickly. Oh, sorry. Moves so quickly. I saw... Slowly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Having a stroke. Like, literally. Moves so slowly. slowly. 
<laughs> it was just infuriating. Like literally it's like one question and like Jimmy and the girl, like we're talking about it for an hour. Like it was so boring. Yeah, and then bed. it's like, well, this reminds me of my childhood. No, <laughs> literally. And the woman was um, like a American Sign Language interpreter. So like she was talking like about how maybe her knowledge of the signs like could help her with the answer. And it was just so slow like yeah it was torture and i actually love game shows and i love trivia like i love who wants to be a millionaire and the reboot is just fucking trash like i mean everything about it sounds like trash awful. they should get a different host in there because it's it's actually such an amazing concept for a show mm -hmm. and i remember watching it growing up and there are so many iconic moments and i feel remember like when it that guy got caught cheating oh no yeah i was researching it last night like he had um someone in the audience cough when he mentioned the right answer <gasps> so he's on the final answer and it's like it was actually really hard it's like what number represents like you know 10 with 10 zeros or whatever and it has like the name the name of the number and it's a google and he was like reciting all the answers and he was like i definitely don't think it's a google and the guy coughed and then he's like wait maybe it is and the the host was really confused. I think it was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire UK, but it's actually really fascinating. That um, is such a scandal. Because he won a million dollars, yeah. And his wife was there too, and it was like a whole coordinated thing. Oh my God. Honestly, that's like kind of brilliant. And yeah. the fact that they pulled it off to, like and won the game, like they should keep the money. Like, well, it reminded me of Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, for sure. Maybe amazing, it was based off of that. It's an amazing movie. Amazing movie. Yeah. Amazing movie. I totally agree. Um, it was one of those movies that like I didn't see when it swept the Oscars, and I'm like, oh. Slumdog Millionaire is winning everything. And then I watch it. I'm like, oh, I understand why. Oh, for me, it was like one of the first movies that I saw that was like of the Oscar season. Like, and I saw it that year and mm -hmm. I was like, well, it should win every category. It was the best movie. It's also the only, the only one you saw. And then you feel like so proud and like you're literally like a cheerleader for just that movie. I've been there. Yeah, but I feel like we still do that to this day. 100%. Except now to this day, I've usually seen like of the top five a or handful. six movies, I've seen like three. Yeah. And that's all you can hope from us. No, 100%. Um, but, but I actually feel like I learned a lot during my time on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It was just like random questions. Like, do you know what um, is featured on European currency? On European mm -hmm. currency? So I'll give you some of the... Oh, yeah. Give me the four choices. Um, it was inventions. Okay. Architectural buildings. Okay. Um. Oh, like landscapes. Okay. And I forget. So okay. So three. three. And it's all of all of Europe. European banknotes. European banknotes. Inventions. I would say the buildings. Yeah. And also, I would say that because of the way, like, I just know your brain. I know. I realized you had to cover one first. Like, you weren't going to say the oh one. Oh my god! That, you that knew. is exactly what I did. And you sandwiched the answer in the middle. Oh shit! And then you gave me another cover. Am I so easy to read? That's exactly what I did. <laughs> wow! I'm shook. <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't know that. So I was just like learning a lot last night. That's you know? really interesting. I like you're really educating yourself. No, I know, and I'm real, and like so. The first six questions are like really silly because it's like you went fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, up to a thousand, and they're kind of easy. And like I dead ass felt really stupid because I did not know one of them. Oh, and I was watching with Ben. You know, you really learn a lot about people when you watch trivia with them. Do you know Ben did not know who Amelia Earhart was? Wow. And and so what is where is Ben now? Oh, he knows now. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, I was still really, in the home. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I shamed him out of the house. I'm like, you don't know who Amelia Earhart is? Take the affirmative walk. But then in his defense, I didn't realize, I guess, I never put together that Adam's apple is actually like a biblical reference from Adam and Eve. Did you know that? Oh, maybe if I had thought long and right. hard enough about it. But no, that's not what I would have thought of first. Me neither. But it was like, which body part but is, he knew that? is from the Garden of Eden? 
Oh, I didn't ask. I had already shamed him into like silence. That is so funny. Yeah, he's never going to answer a question again. No, never. And I just, I always find it interesting. Like Ben, and I, I'm actually the same way too. Like I lack so much basic knowledge, like of like things like I guess everyone knows. And that was one of those things where I'm like, you don't know who Amelia Earhart is. I'm like, wow, you're dumb. Yeah, you're worse than me. <laughs> oh, totally. Wow. Okay. I'm loving. I'm loving this trivia journey for you. I love trivia, and I want that to be like my thing. Like, oh, that girl, she's like so trivial. trivia queen. Yeah, trivia. She's queen. so trivial. You <laughs> yeah. don't want them to say that no, about I know, you. I know. Um, great. Well, I had a really great weekend. Like a really great mix of plans and no plans. Balance. Uh, I think that's what they would call balance. I read a very good book called "Love Your Life" by Sophie Kinsella, and I would recommend it to anyone who's just like needing a light pick me up who hasn't mm-hmm. read like a a book in a while. That was me, and it was just light and fun and made me laugh a number of times. Oh, love to see it. Kind of like Girl With No Job by Claudia Osh, right? That's oh. how I would describe that book, too. Yeah, no, me too, for sure. And while we're on the subject of books, I'm so glad you brought that up. Please head over to girlwithnojob.com slash book or tap the link in my bio on my Instagram to pre-order my memoir, Girl With No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster, available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, IndieBound. The ebook is available for pre-order. The audiobook is available for pre-order. It comes out January 26, 2021, and you're like, Claudia, why are you talking about this in October? I just need good pre-sale numbers so I can get into airports. That's pretty much the only reason. So check it out, girlwithnojob.com slash book. I would really appreciate you know any and all support. Love to see it. We love to support you. Thank you so much. I love to be supported. Even though last night when we were FaceTiming, you almost lost me as a fan. Yeah, well, Jackie quoted my special, and she just, she used the quote wrong. Claudia just, like, didn't find what I was saying applicable, and it's like, you're gonna come for me for supporting you? I wasn't necessarily coming for you. I was just... You left me hanging. I definitely (laughs) left you hanging, but um, it was just because I was, like, so invested in the crown, because that's what I did last night. Oh, I haven't started the crown yet. That's gonna be my activity today. I was just, like... I wasn't ready and I didn't want to rush it. It's like, I've been waiting so long for this. I'm not going to watch it hastily in the middle of a book. Yeah. I'm going to take my time with it. Like Bruno's never seen the crown. So I have to explain the backstory to mm-hmm. him. And I just, I'm so excited. That's going to be my afternoon today. Yeah. And I'm thrilled. I'm only two episodes in. I'm so excited. I too, am savoring it. I'm not trying to rush through it. But you know, I'm actually like not a big fan of like the Diana years in terms of just like the pop monarchy. Culture. And yeah, and pop culture. Like, I actually, and I think I might be alone and controversial in saying, like, I wasn't, like, a huge Diana fan. And I actually, I take the side of the monarchy, like, in the monarchy versus Diana. I think I just usually take the side of the monarchy. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to, like, how they portray her. Um, because it's one of two things. Like, was she, you know, sweet and innocent? Or was she, like, thirst monster general? Like, we'll see what they say. Um, so I'm just looking forward. And, like, if you're a big Diana stan, like, you might not like what I have to say. Well, let's see. How it goes. How it goes. You'll watch it first. I. But she is a carbon copy the actress it's crazy how oh, much she looks amazing. like diana the hair is really triggering i've seen for me. some of the photo oh i'm sure <laughs> that's why okay no. that's why i don't like that's her why she doesn't like diana it's literally like a bowl cut it's <laughs> so bad she literally looks like she's like an eighth grader in the 80s like i hate the haircut so much um but it like that's why i don't understand fashion because not only is it no, so that ugly, hair was like iconic it became the hairstyle like because of her so Maybe it's just like my, you know, lack of fashion sense, but it's one of the ugliest hairstyles I've ever seen in my life. And like, I can't understand it. Sorry. Well, we appreciate your She looks like a child. Like she goes hunting with Philip, and I'm like, that literally looks like Prince William. Like when he was a kid, like that's literally the hairstyle yeah. he had. I'm, like, I'm so triggered by that hairstyle. Oh God. I hope you can enjoy the season nonetheless. Yeah, no, I definitely will. It's just so good to have the, 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 ga- the game back together. Oh my God. I'm literally so excited. So we'll have a full recap when we'll finish it at the same time. We'll coordinate. We'll finish it this week. Yeah, we'll finish. Yeah, but like same day so that okay. we can 
discuss it. Also, this is our last week of shows before Thanksgiving break. We're very excited. Um, So that's just something exciting. Usually this time of year, we head out west for Thanksgiving. But, you know, due to the pandemic, we'll not be there. So I am just going to spend more time in my bed. And I think that's great because I've actually really been missing my bed. Yeah, And I think your bed has been missing you. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, So in addition to The Crown, I also watched Potomac last night, which will be in our TV recap segment. As did I. Also, I have a new episode of The Undoing to watch. I didn't watch it last night. It's it's weird for me to be back on a show that's episodic and like weekly. Yeah. It feels so unnatural. And like, I just, it's not enough for me to get by. But like, everyone's talking about last night's episode. So before it gets spoiled for me, I just have to watch it when I get home today. Got it. And I'm going to save it. I've come this far. Like, I'm going to keep waiting. I think I can avoid, no one's really like spoiling. And I still have no idea what it's about. Like, literally no clue. It's so good. And I'm going to continue down that path because I just want to treat myself. Okay. So without further ado, I do believe that it yeah. is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And yes. Yes. You yeah, you, you would. You didn't lie to our followers, our listeners. By the listeners. way, I would never. You would never. I would, though. Mm. Um, but I'm not lying when I say that today's episode is brought to you by CrateJoy, the world's first and only subscription box marketplace where you can shop over thousands of unique boxes and gifts for just about anything you can imagine. Even better, you choose the subscription length so you're not locked into just anything. CrateJoy makes it easy to find that perfect gift for anyone and everyone in your life. The hardest part of buying gifts is getting something cool and unique, and CrateJoy does all that. With CrateJoy, you'll show you you care with personalized gifts that keep giving long after the holidays are done. On CrateJoy... You guys can find categories that you'll love, like escape rooms and mystery boxes for adventures at home, boxes to boost each version of you with self-care and personal growth, cool cocktail kits and snacks for your next virtual happy hour, monthly book clubs in a box for every reader, and top DIY and craft kits for crafts of all ages, the whole family, the kids, the adults. CrateJoy is the best place to shop for gifts, and with the holidays right around the corner, it's hard to find great gifts for all the special people in your life during the holidays. A subscription box is the gift that keeps on giving so true so true you know someone got margo a subscription box it was like a beauty one for her birthday like two years ago and i thought it was the most creative gift it is and now it's a gift that keeps on giving because like the holidays are so exciting you get your gifts but like to be reminded of that exciting time every time your subscription and the person like it's so warm it's it it will carry you through the year if you're a people pleaser and like you really want to overachieve this year create joy is the thing for you it's a subscription box is the gift that keeps on giving show how much you care long after the holidays on create joy you can choose something unique personalized and memorable for everyone on your list and if you're looking to give the perfect give perfect gift or you just want to treat yourself you can shop thousands of subscription boxes all in one place and get 30% off your first box when you sign up at createjoy.com slash toast that's right sign up today at c-r-a-t-e-j-o-y dot com slash toast to get 30% off your first box and early access to all of create joy's holiday specials create joy get joy delivered right to your door Sign on, get joy. Also, that's a great point that you made. Like, yes, we should be getting gifts for everyone in our lives. It's the holidays, tis the season. But get a gift for yourself. 100%. I think it's so important to get gifts for yourself. And Create Joy is an amazing gift to get for yourself because you'll remember how much you love yourself every time your subscription comes. And you know what? It's like I have so many people in my life who love me, but who loves me more than me? Absolutely nobody. No, and who knows what you want better than you? Actually, I'm very indecisive. Um, it's my Enneagram 3 thing. So actually... I think I know what you want better than you. 1,000%. I just like say things and I forget, you know? Yeah. I think we should normalize getting gifts for ourselves. I think it's been normalized. I don't think you have to like no, champion that a, movement. Sometimes you need a reminder. Yes, a reminder for yeah. sure. So I wonder what I'm going to get myself this year. Yeah, I'm joy. thinking like, I don't know, a jet. 
<laughs> okay, first story, the, really the big story from the weekend. Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis have ended their engagement after seven years. Their children are the priority. Wait, were they not married? No, they were engaged for seven years. It was the seven-year engagement. Interesting. Yeah, that's always, I didn't realize that beforehand but that's always like a red flag right and not that there's anything wrong with not being married but it's like if you're getting engaged it's with the purpose of getting married yeah but you know what actually I'm taking that statement back because now that I think about it sometimes we talk about celebrities who probably like shouldn't get married for like legal and financial reasons but they are life partners and you know you want to wear a ring yeah so you get engaged but then you don't get married yeah I I guess like I think maybe now people who are just like permanently engaged that's like the new like partnership you know yeah and I actually see complete like the reason why you would do that and right so I take back what I said okay I'm taking it back the couple share two sons I mean they share a son Otis Alexander and a daughter Daisy Josephine and I just love those names me too I actually was really shocked by this I just kind of there's some people who are like so cemented in their relationship that like you legitimately forget about them no, you forget about them like their ships are out at sea they're anchored and they're not coming in and out of the port you're not thinking about them there's no real maintenance mm-hmm. and this was one of those ships and and the ship has sunk. I just feel like there are some people in this world whose like relationship goals were Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis. And, and like, they're I'm, rethinking everything. And, no, and I'm thinking of those people because it can be a real shock to your system when like the belief system you built like on love is like surrounded on like this one relationship and then it's over. You no, know? I know. And like there are a few couples where it's like I'm worried if something ever happens to them because for the people who have like invested so much in them no, and it's emotionally. Like, and it's like if these certain couples break up like love isn't real, you know? For some people. For some people, yes, yeah. of course. But I feel like this might have been like a, like a real goals couple for like a lot of like Pinterest like users. <laughs> and I'm just, if you're one of them, I'm hoping that you're okay. And I'm just checking in on you. Yes. Well, the split happened at the beginning of the year. A source close to the couple tells people it's been amicable and they've transitioned into a great co-parenting routine. The children are the priority and the heart of the family's relationship. Well, that's actually really nice for them that they, you know, broke up in the beginning of the year. They figured it all out. Mm -hmm. They're definitely like in the better place now. And now they're releasing the news and like they had all this time and space to be able to do that. Do you think that this was a quarantine like result or like maybe they're just weren't beshared well when I hear beginning of the year like I think January through March right yeah so that would oh be I guess that was not quarantine quarantine right yeah okay but, I'm just still really surprised yeah it's it's surprising they they're like mad cute and I don't know but then I also just feel like it's what's best clearly yeah you know, it's not like they didn't give it their the old college try. Yeah, I just feel like everything celebrities do these days is just so predictable. So when there's a story that like legitimately like surprises me and like catches me off guard, I'm like shook by that feeling, you know? Yeah. And when there's a couple that has managed to keep their breakup out of the spotlight mm-hmm. for let's say six months, it's also a big surprising. deal. Totally. Yeah. Good for them, honestly. Yeah. I feel like um, I, he's not my type, but like. I feel like people are obsessed with Jason Sudeikis. He gives me Justin Timberlake vibes. Just no, don't don't sully his name. Like no, that. I'm I'm just saying looks wise, which is like not my type. But I feel like there's a lot of you know single women who are like really excited about this. You know, that's true. And I'm happy for them. I'm not one of them, but I'm really happy for you guys. I don't associate him with the, like the Justin Timberlakes of the world. Oh, that's so funny. And I, also I do. for me, like because he's funny, like he goes into like the funny guy category, and that automatically makes you and, more handsome. Yeah, and that's a great like bin to be in yeah it's like the Vince Vaughn bin yeah the Jason Siegel bin oh, he, he love... is in that bin for me where is he I don't know he needs to come, come where out, come are out. you wherever you are we miss you we miss you like you just I feel like he made so much money with um 
How I Met Your Mother and like then his iconic movies like he's just like doesn't need to work but he doesn't know like the Jason Siegel stands are like so waiting with bated breath and if you could just like do something for us like it would mean a lot it would mean a lot like we could really use that right now what do you think what was his last actual like working job well you know there's one way to find out IMDB literally my best friend and I recently found out that I've been paying IMDB pro $21 a month for like a year I don't even remember signing up for it you sign up through your Amazon and I'm like so upset about it okay so he's currently filming a movie (gasps) called the sky is everywhere Oh, that doesn't sound funny. No, and he plays a character named Big. Shit. Yeah. Fuck, that sounds like he's trying too hard. Before that, in 2020, he was in the Princess Bride TV series short. I feel like we reported on that, that it was coming, and I guess it came. Don't remember. Before that, he was in Dispatches from Elsewhere. Again. Okay, maybe I'm not a Jason Siegel fan. I've that, never heard of these. Our friend. Before that, Come Sunday. Before that, The Discovery. Before that, The End of the Tour. He played David Foster Wallace. Is that um, the no. author? Yeah, I'm like, it's not David Foster. No, 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 I didn't think it was. <laughs> you know, he wrote that poem before, about telephone poles. Before that was the travesty called Sex Tape. Oh, that was a travesty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that really was like his last work that we would know. Got it. Okay. Well. Um, okay, he's due for a comeback. Just yeah, saying. like I, it's time. It's I just time. feel like he doesn't care. Like he's so rich. I know, but you know, like if he's an artist, like the art. Of course. It would compel him. No, artists are so compelling and they're compelled compelled to, to do art. so right 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 no yeah. I, I hear that they don't just like make art for the profit uh well, some, some of us do no but then that's not real art you know oh you know what? i beg to disagree uh, i beg to differ sorry um <laughs> you really want to disagree <laughs> yeah no i'm begging you please <laughs> disagree with me no i'm i'm over this whole narrative where it's like if you want to make money like you can't be good at your job like why can't you want both oh my god no that's really not what i said and i was just like speaking on behalf of artists i really wasn't like trying to start with you yeah no i actually as i was falling asleep last night i was having this like argument in my head do you ever like maybe i'm i'm such just like go through all my arguments point by point kind of but do you ever like I go through my arguments, but I'm like, if I was ever invited on Joe Rogan, like, this is what I would say. And, like, I go through the interview, like, in my head about, like, all the good points I feel like I make that, like, I want to talk to Joe about. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. Oh, like, okay, okay. I'm I, like, and I don't know if that's just because we are who we are. but and, like, like we, we talk for a living. I feel like people just, like, talk to themselves in their heads. Like, my whole day is just, like, conversations with myself that I never have. Actually, that was a point that we made from one of our books in The Redheads. It was, like, she, it was actually a terrible, not a terrible book, but it was a little above our but she was from glass hotel she was like had a long lost friend or relative or something that she had argued with in her head so many times so that by the time they got to the point of the conversation it was like so easy because she had said everything a million times that's funny you know what I mean so that's what I feel like it is like even if it's just like a friend or something you're always just like going over your points in your head oh and I'm the queen of like going over points in my head 700 times and like when it comes to the conversation I'm like I didn't mean no literally like I'm the worst People just assume that because I'm like really like extroverted and like chubby that I'm like I like live for confrontation and I fucking hate confrontation like I'm actually like I will I'm so conflict diverse like I will do anything like not to have an uncomfortable conversation but people are always trying to start with me because they just think it's like what I want you know because I give off that energy. Or maybe people are trying to start with you because like they have something to say to you. No I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. Damn. Okay. Well, condolences to um, the Sudeikis wild family. Wild stands. And also now there are two interesting A-list people back on the market. Look forward to seeing what they do next. Wait, actually just one more thing about this. Um, 
Who did you think of when you heard that these people broke up? Like, do you have like a friend who's like, like, they're like their go-to couple is like Jason Stegas and Olivia Wilde? Well, no, but we have a friend who for some reason just reminds me of Jason Sudeikis. Who? Well, I know what the reason is. Kristen and Pete. They do? Yeah, just, I like, it's a long story, but they just remind me of oh, Jason well, Sudeikis. Oh, I like immediately thought of my friend Abe, who's like obsessed with Jason Sudeikis and like thinks Olivia Wilde's like the hottest girl who ever walked the earth. Oh. And I'm like, I'm worried about him today. This I'm going to have to call him. Abe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to call him today just to like check in check in on your friends like who are standing Olivia Wilde because they're not okay yeah and also just check in on your friends period yeah please check in on me <laughs> next up speaking of some relationship news Taylor Swift says Joe Alwyn absolutely understands how fame affects their privacy mm-hmm. Taylor Swift and boyfriend Joe Alwyn's lack of privacy in their relationship was the inspiration behind one of her new songs and it happens to be uh, Claudia Ashray's favorite song from Peace. the new album Peace yes is this from the interview with the Paul McCartney Rolling cover? Stone, Paul McCartney. Okay, first of all, if you haven't listened to Peace by Taylor Swift, I know it's like, if you hate Taylor Swift, you think you're cool, just listen to the song. Like, it'll make you cool. The songstress told Paul, told Paul McCartney in their new cover story for Rolling Stone that the effort she made to give her current beau a sense of normalcy was a challenge she worked to overcome. Peace is actually more rooted in my personal life, she said to McCartney. I know you have done a really excellent job of this in your personal life, carving out a human life within a public life, and how scary that can be when you do fall in love and you meet someone, especially if you met someone who has a very grounded, normal way of living. Mm -hmm. Without outright naming Joe, Swift discussed the tune Peace in the context of the relationship she's in now. They have been linked since spring 2017 and are notoriously private. Well, I guess it's been three years now since they've been together I like forget that she has a boyfriend because they're so private yeah but we always knew peace was about just that yeah so it's always nice to get confirmation on the the theories oh yeah and it's actually like the premise of the song is actually really sweet like I'm sure being Taylor Swift's boyfriend has like amazing benefits like the planes and all that stuff but it's got to be quite difficult sometimes and I feel like that song that she wrote is like so beautiful it's like an apology like sorry my life is so messy but then it's like even if she was a regular girl, like, everyone's life. Everyone. No one has peace. There's always ups and downs. Yeah. Um, but I actually really liked the concept that uh, Rolling Stone did with those covers. There was, like, three different covers with three, like, kind of new contemporary and, like, older um, musicians, like, banded together. And, you know, I saw Paul McCartney at dinner, like, two weeks ago. Did he, you say hi? No. He is so old. Like, I've, like, so old. Looking. I don't know how old he is in real life, but... Well, there's one way to find out, Claudia. Oh, my God. Jackie, like, gets an iPad once, like... I know, because everyone's like... Hold on. He <laughs> is 78. Yeah, I was getting more, like, 88 vibes. Okay, that's always what you want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> no, he was really giving me, like... Remember when we used to uh, go to the country club in Florida with our grandparents? Yes. Like, everyone was a raisin? <laughs> like, that was the vibe. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, next story, um, some interesting news. Oh, wait, Sorry. Is it the next story brought to you by Love Book? Oh my God, yes. Actually, Ooh. it is. It well, really is. What are the odds? Right in the nick of time. Love Book is a personalized gift that helps people express feelings that might be difficult to say out loud. Most customers use a Love Book to revisit their fondest memories or to list the reasons why they love someone. Love Books are completely customizable and people can use them to share whatever they want. If you want to share an example to someone of like how much they mean to you you want to put photos write poems it's like such a really unique gift and I feel like for the holiday season certain people like they're actual people like who material items like are so much less important than like 
knowing that they're loved and having more like special gifts. And a love book is one of the things I always get DMs about. What was the love book code? What was the love book code? Pay attention, please. You guys can create characters that look just like you or the recipient, someone in your family with all the different features that make them unique. And then you can even choose their hairstyle. Like you can get really specific and customers have the option to personalize each page as much as they like, but they also have an express option where you can create a book in like a minute like it takes super fast um if you're in a rush love books are the perfect gift for any occasion but especially for anniversaries birthdays christmas hanukkah kwanzaa um if you've been looking to get something special for someone really important in your life um this is like a really just really special unique gift and you can go to lovebookonline.com toast to receive a special 20 percent discount for just the toasters so lovebookonline.com toast to receive a special 20 percent discount it's really unique it's really special you can customize it like down to every detail or you can use the custom uh express order and get it done in just a few minutes but I really feel like it's fabulous and people are always asking about the code such a special gift to give someone that you love who treasures like uh sentimental sentimental gifts and I couldn't recommend it highly me too lovebookonline.com slash toast you know who would love a love book who Khloe Kardashian actually she would she 100% would and she's moving out of her magical Calabasas home bye bye beautiful this is crazy this is crazy because she has lived there for a really long time I feel like a lot of the other sisters have moved around a lot but she has lived there for a while and didn't she just renovate it remember she had to rent because she was renovating it oh very very true and she just had the home and it come into her garage like what was the point I mean who knows I'll be so curious to see where she moves next but the home sold for 15.5 million dollars which is more than double the 7.2 million she paid for it six years ago wow what look at this investing queen also this home is so rich in history it used to belong to Justin Bieber before her and then before that it was uh, belonged to the ex-wife of Eddie Murphy, Nicole Murphy. Wow. I just feel like this home has really good vibes energy. and energy. And I feel like every time we've seen it on the show, I love Chloe's decorating style. And I, I feel like that's I also agree. why it sold for a lot, like with all of the furniture. Like, look at this fire pit. We've seen it on the show. But like, uh, doesn't that just look like a dream? No, Chloe's furniture and design aesthetic is like oversized luxury, oversized comfort. Like, every chair is enormous. Every couch is enormous. Her bed is fucking huge. Like, I, if I was like super, super rich, like I would have Chloe's like everything. Like I would buy everything that she has. A hundred percent. Like the fact that we saw her bedroom so much in this most recent season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians and the fact that she has a living room in her bedroom with like big chairs and a fireplace like was just nuts. Nuts. Interesting real estate factoid is that the estate now holds the record for the highest price per square foot of any home ever sold in Calabasas. Wow, look at Chloe. I'm so shook. I know. And I really feel like it has to do with what we've been saying about her style of home. like And all the renovations she did. Yeah, just like who wouldn't want to move into that beautiful, beautiful house? And I feel like homes that have like rich celebrity history like in Calabasas like always just go. Yeah. Like I, what, what, what like non-famous rich person like doesn't want to live in Khloe Kardashian's house? No, I have no clue. Like I would invite all my friends over and like sniff the sheets. Like, totally. Guys, this is where Chloe farted. Like let's sniff it. Sniff, sniff. Wait, this, I just like, I don't know why I find this so interesting. No, me too. And I also can't help but think about where she's going to be moving. I feel like she's like moving down the block. For sure. But like maybe an even bigger, crazier, more beautiful home if possible. You know what I actually found really interesting on this most recent episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when they did the drive-by for uh, Courtney's birthday party? How like Courtney and I thought this before, they only show Courtney's home from the back, but when they do the drone and they go above the house, you can see she actually lives really, really close to her neighbors. Like there was a home right across yeah. the street and on either side, which I just found shocking because I feel like they live on like estates and I feel like their plots of land are really big, but there's like it's like a cul-de-sac. There's like a house next to That is her. interesting. On the, in the drive 
by party, it did look like, you know, with Boca Lane. Raton, yeah. yeah. But from the back, it's like a whole thing. Yeah, I just found that interesting. Like, Courtney Kardashian has, like, neighbors who, like, legit live a stone's throw away. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, just not what I expected. Oh, so you know what? Kim doesn't have neighbors. You know what else is interesting? Oh, my God, Kim's And I don't think Chris just- does either because she has that long driveway. Like, they actually, you know, they really pulled a fast one on us with Chris Jenner's home. Yeah, they show us a different house. Uh, they don't show us that the outside anymore. Um, but they used to show us that, like, brown house, which was, like, not even remotely it. I don't even think that house is, like, in California. Like, it was just so not it. And then I feel like they made it seem like she moved. But her house, her kitchen looks the same. Yeah, but, but she then keeps also renovating where she's it. been filming, like, these quarantine scenes, it feels like it's almost like a guest house. Yeah, and it's so, like, airy. Oh, that's a totally different house. You're right. You're right. She definitely did move because she did Architectural Digest. And that was, like, not even... That was not the checkered floors. Right, but then someone actually, like, sent me this picture from Rob's profile where he was in the checkered floored to staircase. Like, people think maybe he maybe moved in Into there. To that house. There's something. They definitely didn't sell that house. It's like, I, I feel like they really regret selling their original home, like that ranch. Oh, for sure. Because that's like a piece of pop culture history. And now the second home with the checkered floor is where Jennifer Lawrence came. You know, like that's a piece of pop culture history too. And I don't think they should or would ever sell it. Yeah. And but I don't think Chris lives there full time. But now I'm saying like allegedly perhaps there's a chance that Rob's living there. Yeah. And with the quarantine stuff, Kim and the kids like walked across the street to, um, Chris's house, remember to get Cheetos? Yeah. So I feel like whatever neighborhood Kim is in, Chris is in too. Yeah. Which is like the richer, richer part of like Hidden Hills, Calabasas. I think Chloe and Courtney live really, really close to each other because they both have neighbors, which Kim and Chris do not. And I have no idea where Kylie lives because we like never. Oh, she and just she moved just, into that. She pa- just got her new the house. The fortress. Yeah. Is that in Calabasas? No, it's like it was in the valley. Was like, it? Yeah, it was like out. It was like that's why we, t- we spoke about it. It was like 30 minutes out of. Calabasas. Interesting. Yeah. But Kylie's like a woman of... She does her own thing. And she's also like out on the town constantly. Like her living an hour away, like up north from like the life of Hollywood. The life of Kylie. It doesn't work for a 22-year-old. But for Kim, who's 40, like it's lovely. Lovely. And who has a million kids. Exactly. I could talk about Kardashian real estate like all day. Like remember that house that Rob and China were living in that like Chris bought for them? Yeah. That was such a weird time in pop culture. Like it was when Chris was just like trying hard to like make it all work. I mean, that's what she does. That's what she does. Okay. In next story, some exciting happy couple news that also is just like a marker of time. Okay. Love is Blind's Lauren Speed and Cameron Hamilton and Amber and Barnett are celebrating their second wedding anniversaries. Okay. Did anyone else feel like we watched Love is Blind in quarantine? Like I We watched it the week before quarantine literally because when Cameron and Lauren came on our show it was like in March. It was and I remember like we were when but they then came to the studio. But how would it be 2 years? Because, oh, they, because filmed they filmed a it. year before it. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. That makes more sense because I'm thinking I'm like this show did not air two years ago, but it filmed two it years filmed ago. It filmed two years ago. They got married two years ago. So it's just like really interesting. And we have two happy couples celebrating wedding anniversaries. I mean, Lauren and Cameron are like the least surprising thing ever. Like they are so meant to be true love. But I did not have high hopes for Amber and Barnett. Like I thought that they would fizzle out quite fast. And they're actually very cute. Yeah, they are very cute. All four of them are. And you would think like being in a new relationship is hard especially when you met on a reality show and there are so many things that even after you've gotten married like you need to work out with your partner plus like one year into marriage you go into quarantine together like that is just so crazy but I'm glad to see that all of these couples are doing so well no it makes me really happy too are there any couples from too hot to handle no no because I think the only ones who Francesca to- yeah Francesca and Harry but they're definitely they're not, just together. not together um 
So this is just really shocking. I actually loved Love is Blind. I thought it was like such an interesting premise for a reality show. It was also like cringy and amazing, which is what makes it great. But I also think like the experiment behind it was actually interesting. Like, is Love Blind? Interesting human experiment. And I think it is. Yeah, I agree. I think it can be. I'm really happy for them. Actually, you know, Amber came up on my TikTok for you page. She was going off. Like, she replied to this comment because someone was like, aren't you the girl whose, like, husband had to bail her out of, like, student loan debt? And she just, like, went off on, like, how she got herself into debt. And, like, Barnett has debts, too. And, like, she's since paid it off by herself. And, like, fuck off. Like, I'm sure that's, like, the one comment she gets. Like, people are always, like, to me, like, why don't you wear your say yes to the dress dress to your wedding? And I'm sure, like, for her, it's, like, ten times worse. And, like, that's what she always gets. Like, did you ever pay off, like, your $700 Ulta bill? Like. that's literally what it was. That's probably what she gets like all the time. And it's, it's two years now. It's like, fuck off. Like, yeah. And so I actually really loved her response. She went off on this TikTok, but it's probably annoying as fuck. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, everyone in America has debt. Get over it. Get over it. Um, yeah, so I just think that's really interesting news. Two years married for these couples. It is an interesting marker of time. That's that's exactly what it is. And our fifth and final story is um, your daily Nathan Apodaca update. Oh my God, I'm so excited. What happened now? The viral dream skateboarder has 320,000 reasons to smile because he has a new home that he paid $320,000 in cash for. Wow. It's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom crib in Idaho Falls. Wow, five bedrooms in Idaho for $320,000? We gotta move. We gotta move. Yeah. Oh my God. Every time I hear an update on this guy, I fall more and more in love with him and I think he's literally turning into America's sweetheart. Like, I don't know. I just, someone who rises to fame so quickly makes like a lot of money really quickly and doesn't just like move to LA and like start dating Instagram models. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just so rare. Yeah. So the fact that like he literally got so famous, like proposed to his longtime girlfriend and now like bought a house in his hometown. Like we have absolutely no choice, but to stand this role model. Like we have truly. no choice, but to stand. This is so beautiful. Like, this is just the definition of a story that keeps getting better. This is the American ending. dream. It really, really is. And it's like the going 20, viral. It's, a tw- it's the 2020 American dream. 100%. And like, he's really, really famous. I saw him do, he shot a commercial with Snoop Dogg. Like, he's really getting up there. He's going to be in a Super Bowl commercial. 100%. For who? I'm not Ocean sure yet. Spray. Oh, duh. Oh my God. That'll be good. And if, and if they don't make like, if they don't take the opportunity, like Ocean Spray, like I'll be really disappointed. Yeah. And if they oh. don't, then like, I don't know, Minute Maid should. And can I tell you what I learned about Ocean Spray? I think someone posted it in one of the Toast Facebook groups and why it's like so wonderful that like this viral moment happened for Ocean Spray because yes, Ocean Spray is like this big corporation but it's actually like the biggest coalition of farmers um, like in the country. So it's like the company's made up of 700 like family owned farms and like like the board I don't know how it works but it's like it's not a typical corporation like it's actually like a farmers coalition and like it's just and they gr- all send in their cranberries something like that you know and they all like run the company together That's I'm not, beautiful I'm Claudia. not entirely sure how it Claudia. works but it's beautiful yeah right so it's like it's not corporate greed like the farmers are winning yeah and uh, we, we'd love to see we'd farmers love winning. to see farmers winning we are farmers bum 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 happy for them anyways that's your latest update on Nathan Apodaca. And just... we promise to never stop updating you because I'm just, until like he doesn't become relevant, like I will be talking about him forever. I'm just No, like, and I just, we need to thank TMZ for constantly giving us these updates. It's always TMZ who's like with your latest Nathan Apodaca team. Like random tidbit of information. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just, I hope that he stays famous forever and like just keeps on winning. 100%. So I can him. hope for someone. Um, so we have our Real Housewives of Potomac recap, which... Yes. 
they have been uh, teasing, you know, Ashley telling Candace about the statement for two weeks now, and, they, and we still didn't get and it. And we still didn't get the statement. So frustrating. We'll get into it. Our TV recap segment is brought to you by Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane's secret to an effortless and elevated home and wardrobe is timeless classics and inviting neutrals that focus on comfort without sacrificing style. Jackie and I both received pieces from Jenny Kane. First of all, the packaging was just elite. Like, it really felt like you were opening up like a Christmas miracle i got this amazing cardigan so soft so flattering so cute and cardigans are so in right now thanks taylor swift for sure i got an amazing white sweater which i'm just like am feeling is my vibe like i love a winter white yeah. and the quality of the sweater is like so delicious and creamy and i cannot wait to wear it and it's getting so cold that like you really need the statement pieces that, that are going to keep you warm that are going to keep you warm jenny kane believes in creating everyday pieces that are made to last forever polished basics and home pieces that will never go out of style we never go out of from wardrobe essentials to everything that make you feel makes your face sorry from wardrobe essentials to everything that makes your space feel like home these are timeless pieces that everyone will love curated staples for looking and feeling your best no matter the occasion you might already have a favorite cashmere sweater or well-worn pair of boots but if it doesn't make you say i'll never take this off it isn't jenny kane they have tons of signature pieces mules the Chelsea, and Can the Chelsea and Canyon boots that come in leather, suede, oiled leather, and shearling, and their fishermen in cocoon, cashmere, and cotton pieces. Jenny Kane is everything of the sort. Perfect for a gift, but also, like we were just saying, treat yourself. Like, treat get yourself, yourself a nice cashmere sweater for the holiday season. Like, you deserve it. You've had a hard year. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code TOAST at checkout. So that's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code TOAST. Check it out. Holiday season, as they say, as Gia Judai says, it's a season of joy, joy. Sign on, never go out of style. Works for me. Jenny Kane. Okay, Real Housewives of Potomac. So this trip actually looks super fun. Mm -hmm. And I really was getting annoyed that like I knew we weren't going to get that black latex moment between Candace. Fuck you, Ashley. Fuck you. Like, I, I just, I can't believe how long they've been teasing it. I was at like the 45 minute mark and I'm like, it hasn't happened yet. Like, yeah, and it's not going to happen. We didn't even get to that party. Yeah. There was a lot of like stuff leading up. There was also like a lot, I realized, of like scenery. Like they're doing like so much. They're just Sightseeing. Like, si no, no, not even that. Like where, you know, they usually like do a drone over Portugal and then we zoom into the women. There's just like so much B-roll. B-roll, exactly. Which it's like, it's nice to see Portugal, but I do feel like they're dragging out this conversation. Yes, 100%. And just two things that happened this episode that made me take note. And they happened at the end of the episode. Okay. One, Robin and the hats and the modeling yeah. and the leaving Karen out when like Karen's photos were no better or worse than anyone else's. When they put them up on the screen, I'm like, what am I missing? The These hats are ugly, the but one, the photo's fine. The photo's fine. The one where she was turned to the side, like against the wall, like perfectly Cute. fine. Like the fact that she can't have it on her website and that next week, like Karen's going to have to like be like, where's my photo? Yeah. It was like... So cruel, I thought. I agree. And like, Robin, like, that's what you're contributing to the season. Like, you've literally been mute all season, so irrelevant. And now you're going to start drama with Karen over a hat where, like, literally you're making such a mountain out of a molehill. Like, there was nothing wrong with that picture. There was nothing wrong with that picture. There was nothing so spectacular about the other girls' photos that, like, no. Karen's wouldn't fit in with theirs. I thought it was, like, mean girl, so mean. Going out of your way. Going out of their way to be mean and, like, Giselle being like, well, it's because, like, she's not hip. Like, neither oh, of Giselle, those hats. you're truly one to... <laughs> Neither are those hats. No, Giselle is really like, one. I really want Giselle has incredible chutzpah to talk about anyone else's style because the ponytail that she was wearing all episode was horrible. And 
that dress. No, it, it gets worse every single episode. Like, it really does. There have been some really funny memes. Like, I guess, like, I now we're all just, like, talking about No, the Giselle's Potomac audience has really just openly embraced. on Giselle's terrible style choices. And I actually want to support Robin in this venture because I want her to be successful. Me too. Like, she's been through a lot. But th- it just really rubbed me the wrong way. And then in I her agree. confessional, she's like, I really don't want to, like, do this to Karen. It's like, so then don't no, do it. It's it, so contrived. The, it's not like the photo was so bad, like, where they're all blurry. Like, she's or like, like <laughs> or, like, the screen, the lens cracked. Like, no, it's it's, it's a standard picture. The hats are ugly. Like, none of the other photos were that great. Like, we're really getting specific here. She's going out of her way to make it seem like this photo is so much worse. There was nothing there. She's being mean to Karen. And I now find myself being so incredibly defensive of Miss Karen Huger like I stand till the day I die the only thing I didn't agree with her on this episode was constantly bringing up Juan proposing because if Giselle's giving her the heads up like shut the fuck up there's like something going on like that you don't need to know but just like stop bringing it up a good friend knows like not to bring it up well I don't think she brings it up again after that Me I just too. don't think she knew what she was doing before but I also like couldn't keep up with what people knew and what people didn't know and also like I just don't care about yeah, it. No, I know. I just, I agree though. The, the hat thing was like really going out of your way to be mean. Like really, really mean. Now, I'm also, it's crazy how most of the time I'm like very steadfast in my housewife beliefs. Like if I love you, I love you. Even if you wrong me, like I'll still love you. But I think this has been like a really transitional season for me. And when I think about how far I've come, like at the beginning of Potomac, I literally hated Ashley Darby and I fucking hated Karen Huger so much. And I really like Dan Giselle and I low-key like loved Candace and now I am so turned like it's literally the opposite like I think Ashley Darby is one of the best housewives ever like she really lays it out she's always involved in the drama but she's always knows how to like move past it like I just think she's amazing and I think Karen Huger is like so wise like I really like want to nestle nestle my like face in her neck and just like go to sleep like I just really like trust her and I can't stand Giselle I think she's like actually one of the meanest girls I've ever met in my life mm-hmm. and cannot Dan Candace for obvious reasons I completely agree and I pretty much agree with you because in the beginning like I was totally team Giselle and now I'm totally not but I've always really liked Ashley I, I've always thought she contributed so much to the show and, and now just seeing her like in this new role where she's like kind of wiser and more she's compassionate very wise. and empathetic like I'm just like I love this for her and I love to see the growth she's younger than everyone so she like her and Candace like both kind of have like a little bit more growing up to do and I feel like the Ashley Darby we know now is like so much more mature than the Ashley Darby we knew like five years ago and I just am loving her journey I love growth I think we are all entitled to it and like I just love I love to see it I do as well so that brings me to the second critical thing that happened in this episode which was the Ashley, Giselle, and Robin sitting by the pool. Ashley yes. telling them About that the she wrote a character statement. And I just thought this this scene like was just so telling. Like, first of all, Giselle and Robin, like, really, they were like so shook by it because they really thought that they were gonna get rid of Monique with mm-hmm. this. Like they were so here, like cheering on can't even, taking even it the down. fight, cheering on Candace taking down Monique, like just how dare she, how dare she, like just making it so much of a bigger deal and than like it taking is. Such a moral high ground. Such a moral high ground and like just not even associating with Monique. But right. like now Monique is fighting back, which she has every, every right, right to, to do. do. And they're like watching how it's gonna turn like swing the other way. And they're like, how could you? What do you mean, how could you? She's just saying, like, what her experience has been. Also, when Robin was like, well, why couldn't you just write a statement for Monique saying that Monique is a good friend and a good mom? Like, the courts don't care what your friend thinks about you. No, and that's not what they asked for. Like, that's why. Because that wouldn't do anything. That wouldn't help Monique. Literally, like, I just, I was... 
I wasn't surprised by Ka- uh, Robin and Giselle's reaction because they're just like so steadfast in their support for no, Candace. No, but it was just like so interesting to watch and like so... Shook. So shook because they, they're they so here for Candace like coming for Monique in every way and like really to the point where, where Monique will end up off the show. Which yeah. is what they always wanted. Yeah, I don't... Th- I mean, it's tough for her to like remain relevant when like she's literally not on the trip. But I actually don't think that she will be off the show. I don't think so either. And even though she's not on the trip, like, is she getting paid for these episodes? Mm, I, I think know. she has, like, a seat. I think you don't... You get, you get you paid get, per episode. And the what, assumption is that everyone's in every episode. Right. I think she might still be getting paid Maybe. for them to talk about her. Yeah. I mean, I don't know um, where we're going to go with casting after this. I don't think we could really ever have a season again with both Candace and Monique. I don't think Monique's going anywhere. Like... I don't know if that's crazy. I actually think Candace has a higher chance of getting fired than Monique does. I totally agree. And a lot of the Bravo fans are really upset with Candace. Candace is her own worst enemy because she might, in certain scenarios, like have, you know, some ground to stand on when it comes to like arguments with some of the ladies. But what she pulls on social media is so childish and is so sophomoric. Like she gets herself into so much trouble. Like even when every time they repopulate those tweets she sent about Ashley, like bed wench, like saying the most evil things like she's her own worst enemy and now she's under fire because i sent you this video i don't know if you watched it she did an an instagram live like talking shit about this bravo like blogger who like blogs a lot about about potomac i had never heard of him basically like saying such evil evil things like i hope he drops dead his heart fails like clogged arteries and literally most very recently he actually passed away what so this video is going around of her like right before he died like saying awful things about how she wished she'd like just like a blogger like a fan of the show like nothing crazy like she's just going after him and it actually turns out that he passed away recently like i went down this rabbit hole on tiktok you know really scary that's a horrible story so she's just her own worst enemy because yes technically monique was the aggressor in the fight yes but also it's like what you do on the show you can always make the argument that like it's for the show editing you know no and like that yeah you know i got loud or this or that yeah. but like we're on a show like that's what we're here to do but when you take it to those sorts of levels yeah. off the show you have absolutely like no defense course and it's just you like t- like showing your another, true colors yeah on another level yeah no she's she says the most horrible things on social media and like I kind of am with Ashley like I know we're on a show and like we were supposed to move past this but I'm actually still really upset about all the mean things you said about me like sorry I haven't moved past it but I tried. No 100% and also it's so funny because so much of Candace's like storyline this season is like not only did Monique do what she did but like then she was on Instagram like you know giving emojis to people it's like she did emojis. No, like, you're literally so much worse. Like, yeah. look in the mirror. And I just really felt, Ashley, when it's like, you know, Candace doesn't care about what anyone's going through. And then it's like, Candace is like, I want to have a baby. And everyone's supposed to be like, yay, this is great. We'll be there for you. When it's like, you just say awful things about everyone anytime they open up about anything. So it's like, we're just supposed to be like, turn around and be happy for you? No, also... Ashley and Candace had like buried part of their hatchet for sure, but they never really discussed like the way that Candace came for Ashley when she was starting her motherhood journey. Like, even though, yes, they've gotten past some of their issues, like what Ashley was bringing up that last night at dinner was like all new stuff that really ground that hadn't been covered yet. So I didn't feel like she was going back over it. I actually thought she made really poignant points. Like, oh, so now you know, like now you are exactly where I was last year. And imagine if I wasn't supporting you and I want to support you because like, I, that's I'm a nice I person. Right, but like, just see how it feels. Also, yeah. Candace, like every time when she's like, you know, when she said something this last night where it was like, after the trauma with Monique, like I didn't know if I would, like something about like still wanting to be a mom. And it's like, are you, fu-? like no, the more dramatic she makes it, like the, 
the, the less, less we I'm care, on, the, the less I'm on her side. And I think the less, like, I just don't believe anything she says anymore. It's like, literally, it's been three seasons of like, I'm going to get a dog. I'm going to have a baby. I'm releasing a song. It's like, come up with some new stuff. Like, No, I totally agree. Like, stop talking about it. Just be about it. Do it. it. Yeah. Wow. She's not the most anointed one talking. <laughs> Actually, like, I'm so over Giselle, but I love her. I mean, word on the street. Is that, that I'm the word, word on the street. street. I, I just like love her story, her um, taglines. And you know who's really been killing not only the um, confessional looks, but the confessional shade is Miss Karen Huger. Like, Always. She's just a queen. No, she's such a queen. So when she's disrespected, it really like. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's the oldest one in the group. And like and nobody respects mean, no, her. But that means something like to me. A hundred percent. You know, and it's, uh, she doesn't get any respect let alone the respect that she deserves and when that happens like it really does bother me and so next week with the hats and the website like I'm ready I really hope she says like I don't care like it's really not a big deal no I hope she says like oh I don't care because your hats are hideous and I was just trying to be a good friend to you but never mind that (laughs) yeah on to the next one and I just really hope she doesn't like make Robin think like Robin like I think no Robin has this like or she has her website and like she thinks that there's like power there and like she's wielding it like I'm gonna let you in on the website oh no I'm not and it's like I just want her to know like nobody cares I yeah I hope Karen plays it that way but I I know that Karen will be hurt of course but I hope that she, like but then also it's like with the housewife sometimes like the bigger the victim you are like the more you get like sympathy so yeah oh if she like you know is says to says to Robin like you hurt my feelings then all of a sudden like everyone's on Karen's side so also the only other thing I wanted to say is I usually think those like pre-planned pranks are so stupid but I was actually hysterically laughing when Wendy uh pulled up her covers and the snakes so they're like that was very genuine and very funny and I loved them breaking the fourth wall and showing the girls watching on the monitor outside in the hallway hysterical very good stuff very good stuff yeah um so hopefully next week we'll get the conversation between Candace and Ashley about the statement I'm not sure but I actually think but I thought so last week no too. I, yeah I don't know where else we could go yeah without that conversation but um other than that it was a pretty good episode and tonight there's nothing on right I know but then I actually I can't believe I'm gonna say this like I missed I miss Bachelor on Mondays like I'm ready for it back yeah because then when it's on Tuesdays then it's like Tuesday Wednesday Thursday there's the, so much the week is just like so ramped up yeah I agree I don't I I think once Dancing with the Stars ends it Bachelor will be moved back one day I think that's how it works I don't know got it um but I don't work in programming so I'm not sure um that's all we got anything else that that leaves space for us to watch the crown tonight yes and that's exactly what I'll be doing once I upon arrival to my home um (laughs) anything else you want to say before we wrap up um no just like I love T-H-E-O I love B-R-U-N-O I love Y-O-U oh my god and I love all of you guys thanks for listening to the morning toast Jackie you're on drugs (laughs) are you okay I just, I just like, love you all so much. Just my best be friends. friends forever. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the Fast Five stories every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart Theo is. We hope you have an amazing day. We will see you tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.